Parshish Teruma, The Artificial Man and the Golden Heart. I want to begin by telling you a true story. Right now, it will just be a story, but I hope that by the time we finish tonight, you'll understand it very well. Somebody was once talking to the Lubavitcher Rebbe. I think it was the previous one, Rabbi Yosef Yitzchak, Zichron Levrocha. And he was complaining to him, Your Talmidim, he said, are deceiving everyone. They're putting up a front as if they were very from Jews, the way they dress and act. But I don't think it's so true. I know some of them, and I think it's a deception. So Rav Yosef Yitzchak told this man, the Mishnah in Peya says that if someone deceives the public in order to get charity, for example, he acts like he has a swollen belly, like he's suffering from starvation, or he acts like his foot is chopped off, he bends his knee up to make it appear like he's one-legged. So the sages tell us that someone who does that, he presents himself with an artificial behavior on the outside. So he's guaranteed that Enu Meis Min Hazikna Ad Mehem. The end will be that's how it will turn out. One day he'll be in a smash up and he'll lose his leg, or he'll be stranded somewhere with no food and he'll suffer from starvation. The way you behave on the outside to deceive people, that's how it's going to turn out in the end. And so, Rav Yosef Yitzchak said, Let my students, my Hasidim, keep faking their tzidkis, their piety. Let them act that way on the outside until it actually happens to them. The way they behave, that's how it will turn out in the end. Now, before we go on, I must give credit to one of the Chachabim of two Doros back. He made a statement that is an introduction to the subject. Rab Simcha Zissel Zichron Levracha said that when studying the Torah, it's necessary lahapshit et hatzura to take off the outward form and see the panemius of the subject. Again, lahapshit et hatzura to take off bipoishet the outwardliness, the chitzonius, and see what the panemius is about. It's a principle that we apply to many things. It means that when you're learning about the mitzvah of korbanos. You should want to uncover what the Korbanas are all about. When you're studying the details of Hilchus Tzitzis, you should understand what the Tzitzis are teaching. When you learn about Pesach, all about the Matzah and the Marur, you should make sure to peel away the outside layer and understand what's doing underneath. That's called Lahapshit et Hatsuda. Instead of only thinking about the externality of a mitzvah, we should peel back the layers of the Chitzonius and see what the Panemius is telling us what the core of the commandment is. Now, we can't in one night peel away the outer layer from all of the various parts of the Mishkan. It's too much to do. But there's an interesting idea that our sages tell us about the Mishkan. They say that the Mishkan symbolizes the structure of the human body. The whole Mishkan was like a body. Outside on the roof, there were special hides covering the building, like the skin that covers the body. And the pillars of wood, the Karashim, were like ribs like bones that hold up the body. And there was a separation between the Heichal and the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Just like there is a diaphragm in the human body that separates between one part of the body and the other part of the body. There are so many details in the structure of the Mishkan, and since each one relates to the body and its organs, so each one involves lessons that have to be uncovered. The menorah symbolizes important ideals and the Shulchan other ideals. There's the Mizbeach HaNechoshech and the Mizbeach HaZahav, and all the kalim and procedures associated with them. And they're all teaching lessons. But there's one keli mentioned in our sedra that if studied properly will reveal to us a very important way of living successfully. I'm sure that the lesson we talk about tonight is not the only one. 
but there's no question that it's one of the very valuable examples of how being mafshit, the tzura, will open up for us a new insight into the service of Hashem. Ve'asu aron atzei shitim v'sipita oto zahov tahor mibayit umichutz titzapenu. We are commanded to make a wooden ark and to cover it with gold inside and out. Now the Sephardim say that the heart of a person, it means his essence, the neshama, is symbolized by the Aron Habris. That's not what I say. The Mephorshim explained it so. Only that I'd like to tell you something from my poor little head. Maybe together we'll be mafshit, the tzura, a little bit more. You know, we're all born with a neshama. But that's not the same neshama you're expected to bring back at the end of your time here in this world. If you come back to the one who sent you with the same neshama that he sent you into the world with, that's a failure. And therefore, the Pasuk here is telling us to get busy. We have to take our fleshy hearts, our minds, our neshamas, and cover it inside and out with pure gold. How do you do that? How do you transform your mind? So the Torah is telling you here, you have to start covering it, pouring on layers of gold inside and out. Gold on the inside means... We must be genuine. We must have true ideas in our hearts. Every person has to cover the inside of his mind with the truth of the Torah ideals and attitudes. He studies Torah and Musr and changes his panemius. That's pure gold. That's mibait titzapenu, covering it with gold on the inside. And yet, you can't ignore the outside, the chitonius. How your feelings and ideas are expressed outwardly should be also gold. As much as you have to inlay the underside of your heart with pure gold, the Torah is teaching us here that it must be overlaid with pure gold as well. The outside of the heart you have to cover up with perfect behavior too. And what happens when you do that? The box made of wood, a material that should be perishable, is protected now by gold, and now it will last forever. The human soul, when it's coated with zahav, becomes eternal. But there's a secret here. A secret for how to cover your heart with gold. According to the sages, when they made the Aron Abris, they first covered up the outside of the wooden box with gold, and then afterwards, they covered the inside. It was gold-plated inside and out. But there's a lesson here. A lesson about what comes first. The way to do it is first by means of the outside. Of course, what matters most is what's doing inside. Hashem Yira Lalevav. That's what Hashem is looking for. Your Panimius the inside of your heart. But how to change your inside, that's the question. And that's what the Torah is telling us here. Get started by covering up your outside with gold. Be artificial. You know, our sages tell us, a rule for proper living, and if we study their words, we'll see that this is the advice that they give. A person should always make his inside be like his outside. Now the question is, why say your inside like your outside? It should say, His outside should be like his inside. You should make yourself a tzaddik, an evet Hashem. And then, once you're an authentic servant of Hashem, then you can be one on the outside too. Then you could reveal yourself to the world. Otherwise, you're a fraud. You're going to make believe you're good when really you're not so good yet. The answer is, absolutely. Chaz v'shalom, if a person will make his outside like his inside. Whatever he feels inside... He should show in public? Chas v'sholem. People think it's a virtue to be natural. It's not. When you live unnaturally, that's the way to become naturally good. That's what it means, tocho kabaro. 
you make your insides follow your unnatural outside. And therefore, the number one thing is to get this out of your head. Forget about being natural. To be real, to be natural, that's a failure. The truth is that everyone could see that people who live naturally are failures in life. I'll tell you about natural people. Here's a person, he's sitting in public at the bus stop, and he puts his fingernail into his ear, and then he inspects the results of his mining expedition. Very natural. What happens to natural people? Oy, oy, oy. I could tell you stories of natural people. What happened to them? A natural woman, she became angry at her husband. She was natural. What a downfall. What a disgrace. Tragedy of tragedies. And she had to be divorced because of that. A stain on her name and a stain on her neshama forever. And ever and ever. Such a thing should happen in a firm family. That's because she was natural. Now listen to this. I'll tell you now about an unnatural woman. Her husband gave her a slap. He was natural. A natural wild donkey. Terrible. A terrible avla. But then he went out and bought her a box of candy. It's a very small apology. He gave it to her. He didn't say anything. He was ashamed to say anything. He just handed it to her. You know what she did? She took it. She accepted it. It's very unnatural what she did. If she was natural, she would have taken that box of chocolate and broken it over his head. But she was too smart to be natural. I'm sure she was still angry at him, but she knew it doesn't pay to be natural. It doesn't pay to break up. When I told this story two years ago, somebody wrote me a letter. Why didn't she take him to court? She should have called the police on him. That person who wrote me is a natural person. She's a failure. This unnatural woman, she ended up walking her children and grandchildren down to the chuppah together with her husband. And therefore, the first thing you have to know, you can't be natural in this world. You'll save yourself a whole lot of trouble, a whole lot of heartache. Even if you're not looking to purify your heart, to cover your mind with pure gold. Don't be natural. Be artificial. Be unnatural. You'll be happier and more successful in this world. But that's not the most important thing. We have to understand this subject of living artificially in a broader and more important sense. It's not merely a way to get along with others and to succeed in oil Hazeh. That too. But it's much more than that. Much more than success in oil Hazeh. We're learning from the gold covering of the Arun that if you want to be authentically good, then you must start by being artificial. You can't be natural in this world and make something out of yourself. That's a big limud we have to get into our heads. If you want to be authentic, if you want to be a good Jew, you have to start by being artificial. Living unnaturally, being artificial on the outside, that's how you change on the inside eventually. You have to start layering up the outside of your heart with pure gold, and little by little, your outside is going to change your insides. Let's say you're a grocer, and you have customers that come in all day long, and many of them are a big nuisance. They're bothersome. One of them wants to return an open can of sardines. It's not the ones I wanted. Take it back and give me my money. What will the poor grocer do with this can of sardines? It's a loss. You know what he's thinking. He wants to be natural. He wants to take the open can of sardines and pour it over her head. But he knows that would be a big mistake. He has to make a living. And this is part of it. So he takes it and puts it in the garbage can. He gives her the money and he keeps quiet. He's always saying, yes, yes. Women always come in and bother him and complain. But he smiles at all of them and he's agreeable to everything. Because they patronize his store. And he needs them. 
you should know that this grocery business of his is not merely parnasa in oilam hazeh. He's making a living in oilam haba as a result. Because the more he acts that way, artificially, on the outside, the more it's changing him on the inside. After years and years, he becomes a patient man. He trained himself to be a mensch. He's gaining good midas. He's quiet and he's koivish es yisro. He's being koinesh lemis. That's why I say it's good to be a malamed. If you're a malamed, a teacher. So everyone knows that lo hakaptan malamed. If you're angry, you can't be a teacher of us. He wants to keep his job. Maybe he can get a raise too. So he's nice to all the boys. They're kicking their feet under the table to each other and making all kinds of trouble for him. He'd like to take a strap and give them a beating. Oh, would that be good? That's what he's thinking. But he can't. He'll lose his job. So he smiles and caresses the little boy's cheek. He's patient and he's koinish lemis. He becomes better and better each time he acts unnaturally. And so more than the salary that they give him in the yeshiva is what he's giving himself in perfection of character. Rabbanus too. Rabbanus is wonderful because you have to act better than you are and you eventually become better than you are. I'm telling you from experience, it works. That's the secret the Torah is teaching us as we study the Aron. Hashem wants you to change yourself. Our purpose in life, the function of being created, our entire success is based on changing ourselves, our character, and the way to change your insides is by means of your outside. Even if you don't mean it, but you act artificially. You must be artificial. That's a surprise to many people. To the American ear, it's especially grateful because it means we are not born in this world to live a natural life. We're here to live an unnatural life. And the quicker we get this into our heads, the more we'll be ready to start on our journey towards Shlemus. The success of a human being is not in being natural. Now, this subject of pretending to be better than you actually are is the great principle enunciated by our great teacher in the Mesilzi Shodim. We've said it here a number of times, but it's never too much. And that's the principle of The outwardliness stirs up the inwardliness. What you do outwardly affects what you are inwardly. Behave as if you are good, and little by little, you'll become what you pretend to be. And so that's the principle involved in being an artificial man. In order to make some progress in life, it's important to go one step ahead of what you actually are now. You cannot be yourself and make any progress. To become better than you are, you must start acting as if you actually are already good right now. Cover yourself with gold on the outside. Keep pouring gold onto the outside until little by little your inside follows along. Now one of the areas in which a person can make tremendous progress by being artificial is in the area of Bain Adam L'chavedo. How we act with our fellow man. If you're ambitious to make something out of yourself, to be a good person in your toichoy, the first step is to be a good person on the barrow, on the outside. And even though you know you're a fraud, you know that it's not you, you're a faker. It's a mitzvah to be a faker. So when you deal with people, you're dealing with your wife or with your husband or with your neighbors or with the man on your street, with anybody that you talk to or that you look at or deal with, think, I want to get that person to have a good opinion of me. I want to fake it until I make it. And if you're serious about it, you'll make it. I guarantee that you'll make it. Let's say you go out here tonight on the sidewalk outside. You see someone who is not your friend. Naturally, you'd like to ignore him. 
but you remember what you heard in the lecture and you figure you might as well try it. So you smile and let out a big Shalom Aleichem barrel. In your heart, you might despise that man. You didn't learn yet how to love your fellow Jew. You didn't think about that yet. But right now it doesn't matter because tonight you're being artificial. Shalom Aleichem. It's so good to see you. You say to him, Oh, you're thinking, it feels so unnatural. No matter, Hashem says. That's my boy. Finally, you're getting started. Finally, you're going to make something from yourself. And even though it's not real, you're only an actor. You're putting on a show. Nevertheless, you should know that these things are for your benefit. Now, don't think that this is Stam talk. You should know it's Avaitis Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm giving you the right. I'm giving you my permission. You have permission to do that. Because once you start out on such a career of making believe that you're a good man, what's going to happen to you? You're going to become a good man. Absolutely, you'll become a better man because of that. If day after day you'll meet people and you'll say, Oh, I'm so happy to see you again. You're not happy to see them. But if you say that a thousand times, after a while, a little bit comes into your mind. One day you might even become an Oyev Yisrael. You want something else? This is extra credit. It's for the serious ones, the ones who mean business. When you meet somebody and he says, Shalom Aleichem, and you're a natural man, so you say, Aleichem Shalom, that's natural. You're not going to ignore him after all. But after he finishes talking, he goes away. So now you become artificial and you say, Nochamol, Aleichem Shalom. After he went away, he's not listening anymore. He doesn't hear you now. After he went away, you say, Aleichem Shalom, a blessing of Shalom on him. Who is listening? Only Hashem is listening. That's unnatural. That is artificial. Now you really don't mean it. He went already, but you're saying it anyhow. Alechem shalom. Because you're interested that he should have shalom in his life. And if you're not interested yet, keep saying it. Eventually, you'll be interested. Good Shabbos, a person says. You say, good Shabbos. That's natural. But now you want to be artificial. He walks away, so you say, you should enjoy the chulin today. You should enjoy the Shabbos Uda and you should sleep geshmak on Shabbos. Everything should be nice and quiet in your house. Give him brachas that his family should all be healthy. Say these words. Say these words. Yes, it's false. It's absolutely false. You don't think it at all, but do it anyhow. Say it anyhow. Why not deceive your wife? It's a good idea. Deceive your wife. Let her think that you're a good fellow. You can't deceive your mother or father. They know who you are. But your wife you can deceive. Put on a good face. Compliment her that she cooked a good supper. That she's a good wife. That you're proud of her. You're happy with her. You're not proud and happy with her. But say it anyhow. And she should say it about her husband too. Say it. Say the words. And the more you say it, the better you become. One day, you'll actually mean it too. Smile too. Practice it tonight when you get home. Practice it on your wife, on somebody you'll meet in the hall. Practice it on the street. Here comes your neighbor from down the block. Now you're not interested in that person. You're interested in getting home as soon as possible. And that person means nothing to you. Oh, what an opportunity this is. You're not interested, but you're going to be artificial now. Ooh, you're already a different person. And that's what it says in the Mishnah. Greet every person with a pleasant countenance. Kol Adam, 
means every man. Now, how can you do that to every man? Sometimes you're bored from this fellow. He's a nudnik. Sometimes the fellow likes to talk a lot and you're in a hurry to get rid of him. So how is it possible to greet every man? The answer is, panim yafas. You can do it with your face. It's not necessary to do it with your heart. With your face, you can smile at everybody, even if you don't feel it in your heart. And if you do it frequently enough with your face, then some echo of that will be represented in your inner feelings too. A human being, by means of his external behavior, can change himself. Okay, so you're not so good. But right now, act like you're good. Always try to gain honor in the eyes of people. Don't worry that you're doing it for your own covet. If you're doing it because you want to cover yourself with gold in order to eventually cover your inside with gold too, then absolutely, there's nothing better than that. Now, I have about another 500 examples that I could give to you. Ways of encouraging your insides by means of your externality. I have a lot to speak on this subject and I could keep you up until 1 o'clock at night. But since you don't want to stay that long and I also want to go upstairs to sleep, we're going to turn now to a new part of this subject. I'm going to reveal to you a secret now that you have to be artificial with Hashem too. You hear that? You hear that, Chiddush? If you want to inlay your heart with gold, you have to be artificial with Hashem too. In the Shulchan Aruch, it states, Ahalacha, when you eat, you should eat L'Shem Shamayim. So here's a man with a hearty appetite and he sits down to a table of food and he says, I'm eating L'Shem Shamayim. It's Sheker. It's 100% false, but he's saying it anyhow. I'm eating these delicious pancakes to make my body healthy. In order that I should be able to serve Hashem. That man is a liar. He's eating because he likes pancakes. He's hungry, and the food tastes good, and it smells good. But he's a chacham. He's training himself by saying a falsehood. Now imagine he says it every day. He wants to train himself well. So every day he says it. His wife shouldn't hear it, by the way. She'll laugh at him. But when she walks out of the kitchen, he should say it. He should say it with his mouth. He should say it again and again. And again and again. And he should know that he is accomplishing something solid. A real achievement, because little by little, someday, a little bit of L'Shem Shamayim will creep into his mind too. Now that's a klal in many things. It can apply to very many things. Tomorrow morning you could even say, I'm putting on tefillin L'Shem Shamayim. It's not true. You're not thinking anything. But you started now. You put a layer of gold onto the outside of your heart. It's a flimsy layer, a very thin layer, but it's the beginning. Another example. When you see a mezuzah, in the mezuzah it says, Vi'ahavta et Hashem elokecha. Now we have to know that Avas Hashem is a mitzvah asay minatoida. It's openly stated more than once. And all the moine ha-mitzvahs enumerate love of Hashem as a mitzvah. It means you have to learn to love Hashem. And it's not so easy. You have to admit, it's not easy. Because to love who you don't see with your eyes openly, Even though you have a Muna Shlema, it's very difficult. And now as you pass by the mezuzah and you remind yourself, it says in there that I have to love Hashem. I don't yet, but maybe I should try out this method that I heard in Rabbi Miller's lecture. You should stop for a moment. If nobody's listening, you say, I love you, Hashem. Nobody should hear that. 
they'll think you're a Meshuggah. But say it anyhow. Ich hob dir lieb ribono shel oilam. Say it when you pass by the mezuzah. You never did it once. It says ve'ahavta in the mezuzah. Oh, I'm not on the madrega, you're going to say. If I learn all the ten shiorim of chayvah salavavahs, when I get to the last shot, avas Hashem, that's when I'll do it. The chayvah salavavahs is like a ladder. You climb up. When I climb up, if it'll ever happen that way, I'll reach the top madrega. That's when I'll do it for real. No, don't wait. Don't wait. Who knows how long it will take? Start right now and say it. I love you, Hashem. And don't think it's wrong because it's not natural. Sure, it's not natural. Say it anyhow. And keep on saying it every time that you can, as much as possible. And little by little, you become different. You'll change. It's guaranteed. Another form of being unnatural, artificial. Whenever you see a fruit, an orange, a banana, a grape, don't be natural. Natural means, I want to eat it. That's all. No, be artificial. Admire it. Stop to admire the fruit. Paytas are made beautiful, not only to make them attractive to eat. Hashem wants you to look at it and to admire the Maase Yodav Shel HaKadosh Now you have to know, this is something that's not done. And if it is done, people think it's exaggerated, it's false. And I'm telling you it is. It is exaggerated and false. But only at the beginning. Later, it's not so. I passed the fruit store today. Outside was a huge tub full of watermelons. Huge watermelons. It looks like it came from a factory. Artificial watermelon. But no, it grew by itself. Watermelons grow by themselves. It's an ace. A huge patty. And inside, delicious red meat. Colored red to make it look beautiful and more luscious. More appetizing. Inside, there are seeds. And every seed has a million plans. Blueprints for how to reproduce a watermelon plant. If you teach yourself to stop and be amazed, you're a wise person. Yellow bananas, beautiful oranges, blue grapes, and green grapes, and red grapes, plums, red plums, and blue plums, and purple plums. All kinds of apples, delicious apples, every kind of beautiful and luscious patty. And you're looking at it, and you're admiring it. Now at first, it's not sincere. You're not interested at all. Adamarishan, when he saw Gan Eden, it was Nechmada Eitz Lahaskil. The fruit was desirable to him. He understood that it would make him wise. Don't wait for that. Even though you're not getting wise right now, start saying it. The fruits are so complicated, so full of chokhmah and wisdom. Of course you don't know anything about it. So you have to be artificial. And so even without appreciating it, say it anyhow. How beautiful are the fruits, Hashem. I admire those paters. How beautiful they are, and I thank you, Hashem, for creating such beautiful things in this world. And little by little, it starts coming into your mind that way. Little by little, you learn to admire the paters. Another detail in this department of artificial Bain Adam Lamakom is this. Always be mispalal to Hashem that you shouldn't become ill. Gemara Shabbos. You're in perfect health. You're young and robust. You're not even thinking of illness. You have to be mispalal to Hashem anyhow. Always. It means even if you don't mean it. Even when you're young, ask Hashem for not to become ill. Here's a healthy boy, 16 years old. He heard this shmooz. He walks out on the street and he says, Keep me well. Now he thinks he's perfectly well forever and ever for the next 100 years. He should say it anyhow. 
Keep me well. You have to do that. The Oilam forever. We have to ask Hashem always, please keep us well again and again. You'll be changed on the inside. You'll grow in your emuna and your bitachan. One more. The Oilam Yevakesh Adam Rachamim Al Shel Anius. Person should always ask Hashem that he should never become poor. It's a Gemara. It's like a commandment. You have to ask Hashem never to become poor. Now every day you say it in Birkas Hamazon. But nobody's thinking about it at all when they're saying these words. It's a very artificial thing. Your father has plenty of money and you have enough food in the house and you never thought of poverty. But no, even the wealthy man, the millionaire has to say that. You have to ask Hashem every day, a few times every day. Please Hashem, I shouldn't become a beggar. Now, you will say... You brought us here to tell us these things, to be fakers. You're wasting our time with fakery. And the answer is, yes, you have to learn to be artificial. The way to greatness is to be an artificial man. You'll be artificial and artificial and artificial again and again and again until you become real, a real servant of Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, do that, and you're going to see what's going to happen to you. You won't be the same man. The older they get, the better they get. Why? Because they're always working to make themselves act good. And therefore, they become good. They're always acting like they're decent people. And they become decent people. But Ziknei Amha'aretz, an old Amha'aretz, what happens to him? He gets worse. Who's an old Amha'aretz? He doesn't learn Gemara. He doesn't learn Mesilis Yisharim either. Just an old man that works, that's all. He works. He works and he eats. Maybe he davens. But he davens like an Amaratz. He's natural. The older he gets, the worse he gets. You become more and more natural. Naturally, you'll become a behemoth. Every person who's natural is an animal. And so, when a man is a natural man, he's going to miss out on all the good things in life. And of all the good things, what's the best thing in life that he's going to miss out on? becoming better. He will never improve. And so we come back to the story that we began the lecture with tonight. The story of Rav Yosef Yitzchak's Hasidim. But I'll say a similar story with another tzaddik. In Slabatka, someone asked the altar Zichron Levracha. He said, Do you know that your boys are deceiving you? Your boys act as if they were Baalei Musr. They act like they are men with great ideals of ethical behavior and attitude. They act as if they have Musr, but they're deceiving you. So the altar said, they're busy trying to deceive me. They're busy deceiving me and deceiving me more until I deceive them. I deceive them because eventually they become the Baalei Musr I want them to be. So it's Al Pishnei Eidim Yakum Davar. With two stories, two different Sadiqim, that's a good Eidis that this is the way. Automatically, you'll never become a Tzadik. Forget about it. It's only the result of hard work to become a Tzadik. And Takadosh Baruch Hu says, keep deceiving me. Of course, you're not fooling me, but keep going through the motions and you're going to see what's going to happen to you. You won't be the same man. One day you'll find that not only did you overlay your heart with gold, but inside as well, your toichoi, that also became pure gold. Have a wonderful Shabbos. Let's get practical. Acquiring a golden heart. The Aron symbolizes the human heart, which must be inlaid with gold inside and out. 
The procedure for doing this is by starting with the outside. This principle is set forth by the Mesilus Yishodim. The exteriority influences the interiority. We must become artificial people in order to grow. This week, I will set aside a moment each morning to plan out three artificial actions I will take that day. Whether it's an artificial expression of love towards Hashem and His beloved nation, Yisroel, or an artificial compliment towards my spouse, perhaps it will be an artificial declaration of the Shem Shamayim, intent, or an artificial prayer for health, wealth, or artificial exclamations of awe and wonder at Hashem's handiwork. Whatever it is, each day, I will take at least three artificial actions on my road towards acquiring a golden heart.